Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man. The Locked On Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. It is great to have you here with us. Today's show is brought to you by McDonald's. On today's show today, Duke football loses last night to Louisville a lot to a little. We'll get into that in just a little bit. David Cutcliffe will get his post-game reaction to the fun in the game yesterday for the Duke Blue Devils. And then men's basketball, they've got a Friday night contest tonight taking on Lafayette, a preview of that matchup a little bit later in the show. Once again, my name is JJ Jackson. Happy to be your host for this podcast. Follow our program on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. Also, Make sure you send us any questions that you may have in the world of Duke Athletics. We do Mailbag Monday editions of this program. I take your questions and answer them on this show. It's a whole lot of fun, so be on the lookout for the Mailbag Monday edition of this program. All right, so as we continue to jump into today's show, Duke loses last night by a score of 62 to 22 against the Louisville Cardinals. The game was not competitive. Louisville was the better team. They were favored by 30. They won by 40 as the Cardinals had 687 yards of offense. They scored a touchdown on nine of their 10 drives. Duke, meanwhile, had 458 yards of offense. They moved the ball fairly well, all things considered. Had 22 points, had a couple of different quarterbacks under center in this one. But Malik Cunningham was the story. Yesterday, we had that crossover edition of the podcast with Dalton Pence, the host of Locked On Louisville. We talked a lot about Malik Cunningham and the year that he's having at quarterback for the Cardinals. He had 224 yards rushing. Yeah, 224 yards rushing as a quarterback with two scores. 303 yards passing with five touchdowns. So combined for Malik Cunningham, that is 527 yards of total offense and seven touchdowns. My word. Was he good and was he impressive? More numbers for you from the Duke side of things. Gunnar Holmberg at quarterback for our Blue Devils. He was 19 of 34, 176 yards, one interception. Coach Cutcliffe talked about him playing quarterback throughout the week. Wasn't 100% because, again, he did not play last week at Virginia Tech. And then they brought in Riley Leonard, and because Leonard was playing so well, They kept him in there. Leonard was perfect on the day. He was 13 of 13 passing the football. No incompletions as he had 99 yards passing. Also ran the ball seven times for 70 yards and a touchdown. Had over a 30-yard run that resulted in six for the Duke offense. So Riley Leonard with a rushing touchdown. Jake Bobo led the way receiving for the Duke football team. He had nine catches for 102 yards. Third 100-yard game of the season here in 2021 for Jake Bobo, who once again, Coach Cutcliffe, is praising his leadership and what he has meant to this Duke football team. I'm not surprised by any of that whatsoever. Jalen Calhoun had his first career rushing touchdown, the wide receiver for the Blue Devils. He had a carry for six yards and found the end zone. 
Mateo Durant had 78 yards rushing on 13 carries. He is now 64 yards away from the Duke single-season rushing record. Feels like that's too good to be true. I hate to kind of be that way and take more of a pessimistic approach, but Man, it'd be amazing for Mateo to get those 64 yards next week versus Miami. You're looking for positives in a year that Duke is now 3-8 and eight overall. They have not won a game in the ACC, and Miami is uh, a team that's playing good football right now, and they want to beat them to pick up their first ACC win of the season. Just feels like those 64 yards might be tough for Mateo to go and get. Hopefully, Duke just force feeds him the football so that he can pick up those yards and become the greatest single-season rusher in Duke football history. Another positive, Charlie Ham back kicking for the Duke football team. He's been benched earlier in the year, but he was back kicking yesterday. He went three for three on his field goal attempts. So a good day at the office for Charlie Ham. Duke football again loses to Louisville by a score of 62-22. to 22, All Cardinals. Duke back in action next Saturday, two days after Thanksgiving, as they take on the Miami Hurricanes from Wallace Wade Stadium. 12.30 p.m. Eastern kickoff at Brooks Field. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, the head coach of the Duke football team, David Cutcliffe, takes the podium. His postgame presser is next right here on Locked on Blue Devils. This episode of Locked on Blue Devils is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on the long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I love McDonald's so much, I could proudly say I spent one year in high school working at McDonald's. Make sure you go by and check out your local McDonald's. Head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there, proudly sponsoring the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. To, to say um, about the game, nothing turned out really the way you want it to turn out. Um, I told our players after the game, there's a lot of Hard work represented in our locker room. There's a lot of commitment represented in our locker room effort. Uh, why it doesn't pay off is no easy answer. Obviously, some parts of it went from bad to worse. Um, we've got one game now to put all of our energies into this one game for our seniors. But all the while we're balancing a game for the seniors, we're balancing a future for these young players. Uh, their opportunity, their enthusiasm that they have to bring. So it's going to be a, a challenging week, a unique week, but another huge opportunity for all of our players. And in the end, we may not know exactly or can see exactly what it's doing for each and every one of us individually, but we're growing and we're getting tougher and we're getting better. Otherwise, it truly is a, a waste. So a tough night, a hard night long night, um, but but we will rise and, and be the very best we can be in preparation come tomorrow and Sunday and all week next week. So I'll take your question. I, I've been amazed by our leadership, our captains. I'll speak to Jake Bobo. He's been as good a captain as we've had. Um, positive, focused, 
hardworking, um, and, and is vocal. He knows who we are in this program. And, um, you know, right now you got young players that haven't experienced winning. He has. And um, he understands that if we keep pushing and pulling and doing the things that are expected of us, we will win and win a lot again. Um, like I said, hard to explain, but I'm extremely pleased. And, you know, there were bright spots all over the field, and you think you're crazy to say that. You know, in in this type of loss, but you see it in the kicking game. You see it uh, on defense at times. You see it on offense. You know, you saw some some really good play at times. And you know, the the, the key to being a successful football team is consistency. Um, yeah, we got to get faster, stronger. We got to do a lot of things along those lines, but we got to take what we got and do the very best we can with what we have. And we've got to do that for 60 minutes. And Jake is pushing in that way all the time. I don't think it was schematic as much as it was. We just didn't match him up. Um, there weren't a lot of mistakes. I mean, we blitzed him. He escaped the blitz. We had people free. Um, he did a good job of zone read type things, but he is so strong and so elusive. Uh, yet, like I said, going in, he breaks tackles. We didn't tackle him well enough. We had him stop for lesser gains that turned into big plays, big touchdowns. And so uh, the bottom line is we just didn't get the job done against him physically. That was the, the re reality of that. Yeah, Gunner. Um, had practiced all week long, really full speed. We we don't we didn't do any contact, but I don't know if I would call it lingering. It's there, but I don't think it affected his play. You know, obviously there's a little rust, and when you hadn't played, and you know he had been out since what the second quarter of a couple of games ago, and um, you know we knew he could protect himself, and he you know he seemed to do that well, and I think he's okay. Right now, physically, we just tried to shake things up with Riley, and um, when we, we did it, it went well. We just stayed with Riley. Well, I don't think we've never uh, led the ACC in talent level, but I don't think we have a, a void where we can't compete in the ACC at all. Uh, we've got to put people in the right positions. We have to develop them well uh, on the field and off the field. And that's a big part of how we have been successful here in the past. So I think we've got some people that can win football games. But you're always trying to get better. You're always trying to get stronger. You're always trying to get faster. But right now, I think we've got some people that can help us win. Yeah, until I look at the film, and we grade effort, uh, until I look at the film, uh, you won't know for sure. But obviously, there were some plays where there were long runs or extended runs or it looked like we should have had people stop that I'm going to study closely. And, you know, they're human. Let's face it. Things go bad. They're young people. They're human. I don't know if it would be a that I would say anybody would have any um, conscious effort of not giving effort. It's just finding that edge. And so uh, that's still unexcusable. But until I watch film, I really couldn't answer that, but there were some moments out there that didn't feel very good on the sideline. It just seems like a different issue every third down. I mean, whether it's coverage or not getting a pass rush, 
um, a busted coverage. You know, it's obviously just been, uh, I wrote it down early in the, that, that first drive that, you know, we're playing first and second down exceptionally well. And, um, you know, we've tried different schemes, different circumstances, zone, man. Um, but, but you got to have guys make plays. And I think sometimes we look like we're afraid to pull the trigger. And you've got to make plays there. You can't be afraid of making a mistake. And is third down in our head a bit? Probably. So uh, something that we've certainly got to address now and, and address in the future. Um, you just can't play that way. Can't let people just convert over and over and over again. And you know, when you study football, when somebody makes a, the first made third down and then the second one, they almost always score because your team's been on the field and your team's a little emotionally defeated each time that occurs. So it's a really horrific thing that we're dealing with right now. Interesting to listen to Coach Cutcliffe there talk about the team, talk about the fight, talk about the play of Riley Leonard and the decision to keep him in at quarterback. As we said a little bit earlier, he praised the leadership of Jake Bobo and how well he's played for this Duke football team. He knows what it's like to win, and he's trying to impart that on the other guys in the locker room. Over the past two seasons, Duke football has only won five games. And what also needs to be said in all of this is there's more and more outside noise about this being the end of David Cutcliffe's tenure leading the Duke football program. If that is true, what a ride it's been over these 14 seasons. And uh, yeah, I just I want that to be an announcement. I know some of our Duke football talk guys, that's their message. If this is true, if this is really it for David Cutcliffe, they hope that it's announced before next Saturday's game versus Miami so that you can have more of a celebration of David Cutcliffe and what he has meant to the Duke football program. We're just going to have to wait and see, and we'll keep you updated as to whether or not this is the end of the line for David Cutcliffe, who again turned 67 back in September. Another break, and when we come back, Duke basketball back on the hardwood tonight versus Lafayette. We'll tell you about it next right here on Locked on Blue Devils. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back at Better Than Ever, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your sports. Bet online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are certainly missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-sugar, low-fat, and high in protein. All the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious with so many flavors. This month, Built Bar is coming out with a whole new limited-time flavors every three to four days. So check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15. 
and you'll get 15% off your order. The promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. Final segment here today for Locked On Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. Happy to be your host for today's show. Duke and Lafayette tonight from Cameron Indoor. The Lafayette Leopards, not out of Louisiana. That's the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. This is Lafayette in Easton, Pennsylvania. They are the Leopards. Duke is favored in this contest in Las Vegas by 32.5 points. The ESPN Basketball Power Index gives Duke a 97.3% chance to win. Duke is 1-0 all-time versus Lafayette. They won 93-77 in Cameron Indoor back in 1977. Coach K was not the head coach of the Blue Devils in that meeting. However, he has taken on Lafayette in his coaching career. He is 1-4 all-time versus Lafayette. So in five years at Army, he played them five different times and went 1-4 versus Lafayette. The Leopards are 0-3 this season. They've lost already to Syracuse, Cornell, and Penn. They have shot 33% from three-point range, 38% from the floor. They are coached by Fran O'Hanlon. Since 2009, there have just been three seasons where Lafayette finished inside the top 300 in defensive efficiency. So this just really is not that good of a basketball team. However, last year in the Ken Palm rankings, they were second in offensive efficiency in the Patriot League a year ago. So we'll see if Lafayette is able to play solid offense. However, the Duke defense deserves some praise as they have held opponents to 26% shooting from three-point range, 37% from the field. I've talked about that a lot on this program, how impressed I am with this Duke defense. It's been so much fun to watch. I hope they continue to keep that up. Senior guard Tyrone Perry leads the way for Lafayette, 14.7 points per game. They do have a seven-footer on their roster which will be important to watch as over the past few games in non-conference, Duke has flirted and outright did play small ball versus Campbell. But with the seven-footer at junior center, Neil Quinn, we'll see if Mark Williams is able to be more involved with his big body. Neil Quinn averages 8.3 rebounds per game for Lafayette, 11 points per game. And then freshman guard C.J. Fulton, he's averaging a team-high 4.3 assists per game to go along with 4.7 rebounds per game in this one. Ultimately, I do think that Duke wins tonight versus Lafayette. That's not a surprise to anyone. I want to see them play well. I want to see Paolo have another good game for this Duke team and love to see Trevor Keels keep that outside shot moving. Joey Baker's been playing his best basketball as I talked about with Josh Cox a little bit earlier in the week from the Duke Basket or excuse me, Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. So hopefully they're able to keep that up. And then again on Monday, Duke will be back in action Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, taking on the Citadel, who is currently 3-1 and one on the season. Watch Duke basketball tonight because we don't have Duke football this weekend. We do have Duke women's soccer in the NCAA tournament again with a couple of matchups tonight. Favorable draws as they could play possibly at home both times this weekend if they were to continue to win. So good luck to Robbie Church and the Duke women's soccer team. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you on Monday. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.